Hey everybody, welcome to Metal Misconduct. This is Brian Slagle from Metal Blade Records along with... Sean Rook from NHL.com. And a really interesting interview. I think we're going to do right off the top here with the drummer from Coheed in Cambria. Of course, he used to be in Dillinger Escape Plan, which is where you know him from, right, Sean? Yes, exactly. And uh, also, he's got a new band called Return to Earth. Anyway, this is metal drummer extraordinaire, Mr. Chris Penny. So, first of all... Um, I know you're a big New York Giants fan, right? Ugh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like the way you say Hey, you won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Come on, it's not that bad. No, it's not. It's not. But, you know, to win the Super Bowl and then to, uh, you know, have that have that year disappointing you, yes, you know, last year. And then, uh, oof, that game last night was atrocious. Why Why is Brandon Jacobs throwing his helmet in the, in the crowd? Oh, I don't know, man. It's I think it's pretty awesome, but... <laughs> I mean, he was throwing footballs two years ago at, at, at game clock, so uh, I guess he's got to do the helmet thing now. I guess that's the new new thing. Why not? Just chuck your helmet into the stands. Great. <laughs> I think I think you want to get him going north and south again, so maybe you guys should send him off a sampler uh, sampler disc to get him all fired up before the game. Yeah, something, man. I don't know what's going on. He's. Uh, I wonder if it's like just because he got hurt, and then like now he's like afraid to get hit or. Whatnot, because I mean, like, he's just not doing anything. It's awful. It's like really awful. I mean, like, I think Bradshaw's good, but I'm like disappointed in Jacobs, man, because that dude's huge, barreling people over. <laughs> Speaking you know? of the, oops, sorry. Speaking of the Giants, Tom Coughlin, he he kind of looks like a guy that could have been in a metal band a few years ago, huh? The way he yells and screams and does everything else. <laughs> I think he could have been a good front man, right? Yeah, he's a little old though. You're never uh, too old. Right. Look at Danzig. That's Age true. means nothing. Age <laughs> means nothing. Get him up there, dude. We we gotta get him up there, man. We gotta get him up there with like Behemoth or something, dude. There you Death go. Appearance by Coughlin. Tom Coughlin on the stage with Behemoth. That would be amazing. Yeah, it would be really awesome. <laughs> so, so most musicians are not particularly sports guys. How is it that you ended up being a, a sports dude or into sports? I was into sports first. I mean, I grew up, my, you know, it was always in the household. I mean, music was always in the household as well. But, I mean, you know, like when I, you know, played high school, I played, you know, sports throughout high school. I was particularly, you know, decent, uh, you know, at baseball growing up and that sort of thing. I, You know, I went away to, like, all, you know, all sorts of camps and stuff like that. And, like, you know, I, I used to pitch. I was never going to be tall enough, so I was like, screw that. I'm not going to do it. But, you know, um I studied with, you know, like Mark Leiter and uh, this other guy, uh, Jeff Twitty, who pitched for the Royals, that sort of thing. And, you know, they kind of took me under their wing and, like, showed me the mechanics and stuff like that. And, you know, fundamentally, I was, I was pretty sound. I had a few pitches, that sort of thing. But, you know, I was never going to be tall enough and never going to throw the ball, you know, the ball fast enough. So I still, you know, I still enjoy playing it, but just not at, you know, a real crazy competitive level. Was there anything that you learned while doing that that helped you in the drum world? Yeah, it's so funny because I think, you know, like a lot of people, they don't want to compare, you know, drumming, you know, to, to it being athletic. You know what I mean? A lot of people are just like, oh, you know, like drumming is one thing. And some people, they do compare it, you know, to, to, to sports. I mean, I, I think it is similar, you know, in terms of technique and, you know, the way you, I mean, it's, Drumming is so aerobic. It's the most aerobic, you know, in terms of, you know, you know, playing wise. 
more than any other instrument, I think. And, um, you know, I, I definitely see the similarities for sure. You know, just everything it comes down to, you know, one slight little thing, you hit the drum wrong, you can hurt yourself, you know, pitching, you know, you throw the ball wrong, you know, anything in terms of mechanics, it's, it's similar. And and I would just think that you're probably in better shape than most of the baseball players now. If you gone if you'd gone the baseball way, you, you wouldn't have to be in as good a shape as you are now drumming. That's true. That's definitely true. I I think uh, I don't know. Like I think it's just like um, you know one of those things where if I don't if I don't keep in shape too, like it's seriously I, I feel it when I'm on the road. You know, every night like we play and. You know, Kobe, we play a good long, you know, hour and 40 minute set, you know, and it's it's pretty much nonstop. And the same thing with Dillinger sets, too. Like, you know, it was like an hour of just nonstop, just, you know, hands and feet just going, you know, all, all the time. And, uh, you know, yeah, I, I think, you know, growing up and, and, you know, being, you know, inclined at sports and, you know, athletically inclined, like that's, that just helped. It's totally helping, you know, playing drums. What what do you do to keep that bass when you're not playing that, that aerobic bass to be able to step back behind the drums and go on tour like that? Is there a particular workout regimen you use? I do. I, um, I really had like a serious one a couple of years ago where I was like, you know, actually with a trainer and he was showing me all these different movements and, you know, um, you know, just get, like, just natural movements, not just like sitting, you know, behind like a weight machine and just trying to bench press like, you know, as much as I could. I'm a skinny guy anyway, so like any mass that I really build is not really good. It's more about, you know, just kind of building stamina and strength. So, I mean, we do, you know, uh, certain things where we do um, all these, uh, you know, like movements like on a ball with like, you know, with like a free weight and that sort of thing, that it was just, you know, it would help build like my core or like, you know, like my arms. And, um, you know, we would just do like a ton of reps, that sort of thing. So we do that. And then on my own, like, I you know, I run a lot. I'll jump rope a lot. And then like, you know, just play drums like for, for a long, long periods of time. And it all kind of, you know, goes hand in hand. So aside from the Giants, <clears throat> who are your mm-hmm. other favorite sports teams that you follow well right now since it's getting close to october i'm following the yankees but i don't know how much i don't know what's going to go on with that after last night's uh well i guess yesterday afternoon's debacle too mariano's been kind of kind of blowing things as of late which is not good you yankee fans you you know you've got what 27 championships you have (laughs) still you know almost the best record in baseball and you always find something to complain about i don't understand that well i think though like right now like at this time last year they were kind of peaking and right now i feel like they're unraveling like they'll win a game and then they just lose two and then they you know they had just had like that road they were just like on the, you know, that whole road trip where, you know, I mean, they they got swept by the Rangers. It's the first time they got swept like all year. They played the Rays, they didn't play too well. And then, you know, even before that, they played the Orioles, they didn't play them too well. And then this series now, it's just kind of ho-hum. So, like, I feel like other teams are just peaking now. Like, um, you know, the Phillies, like Phillies won dramatic fashion like last night. Um the Giants are pretty hot. Like, I just there's like a bunch of teams I feel like in the NL that really have momentum, and I feel like right now when you have that momentum like that, you seems to carry through like in through to you know throughout the playoffs and straight through. And I thought like the Yankees were like kind of like that team 
you know, at this time last year, and I just don't know exactly what's going on. So, you know, they got a bunch of people hurt, a bunch of people coming back, shifting around the lineup, that whole sort of thing. So I don't know. I'm really, really kind of curious to see what happens, see so, if they can kind of, you know, focus and win. Are you a pro A-Rod or not pro A-Rod Yankee fan? I'm pro A-Rod Yankee fan. Um, you know, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, like with him, it's funny because with him in the lineup, I forget what the statistic is. You know, um, what's it like? They, you know, when, when he wasn't and when he got hurt, their, their record was like 22 and six or something like that. And uh, you know, now since he's come back in the lineup, like things have been a little bit difficult. But I still like him. I feel like, you know, I mean, he won the game for him the other night in Baltimore. You know, he hit like that two-run shot or it was a three-run shot. You know, and, he, and they won. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, last year he had a great, great postseason. Um, I'm, you know, I'm hoping that he'll do well this year too. But uh, I don't know. Regardless, though, man, I, I'm still, I'm still, I'm not gonna say like I'm an Uber fan, but I'm a fan. I think. You know, have you been to the new stadium yet? Yeah, I have. I actually went um, to the second game there when you know I missed like the the opener when the stadium was built. You know, last year, but. Um, I went actually went with a, a couple friends of mine, and when uh, I was supposed to go Friday too, actually, but um, we went to that one game where Posada like hit that home run, like in uh, it was like in the I don't know eighth inning, bottom of the eighth is you know a nice dramatic win. Uh, so that was my first experience, so, you know, being being there. It was great. So now you're a knowledgeable sports fan. I know number one that your singer in Coheed and Cambria is not because he doesn't know anything or care about sports. Is there anybody in that in that whole group that is into sports at all? Yeah, Mike is our bass player, Mike. He uh he's a huge baseball fan. He's a huge Mets fan. Oh, so you guys get along well. Really horrible for him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I feel really bad, man. I feel the Mets like every year it's like they always it's always like, you know, all right, like we got these good players and this could be a good year, and then they all get hurt, and then it's just an awful, awful year. So, so you at least have somebody you can talk some sports with. Of course, you know yeah, I, I've yeah. seen how Yankee, Yankee, and Met fans get along really well. I think because the Yankee fans, like you, always feel sorry for the Met fans. Yeah, it's kind of like at that point where it's just like, oh, dude, I'm sorry, not again, like this year. Oh God. You know, and then it's just like, oh, you know, oh, we're going to pussies. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to shush. You know, let's let it happen. And then, you know, I mean, the way that, you know, besides last year, the way that they've been playing, the Yankees been playing, like, I'm not going to say anything because they just never, never seem to manufacture any runs or win any games in the postseason anyway. So, I don't know. I'm going to keep it shut. <laughs> in another show we did, we were talking a little bit about uh, players coming out to their own music, you know, when they come up to at bat. And I was just curious, who would you love to see come out to one of your songs? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> it'd be pretty funny, man. Uh, who would I think? I don't know. That, like, living or dead, past or present, doesn't matter? Or, uh, I think they have to be living if they're going to come out now. <laughs> We're not living in fantasy world, Chris. Come on. <laughs> yes, dude. It's my, like, uh, oh, man. Yeah, who would it be? Damn, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Who would it be? Who would it be? 
I don't know. People have already done like the baseball thing, like with Welcome Home. I, uh, we were watching Monday Night Football, and, and Welcome Home was on that, which I thought was really cool. Um, it's God, everywhere, man, and Claudio that, doesn't care. I, <laughs> wait, what's that? What's that? I said that song is everywhere, and Claudio doesn't care. So sad. <laughs> um. You know what, man? I will say, and I, and I I know I'm gonna get flack for saying this, but man, since I was a you know a young kid, uh, I gotta say Mike Tyson. I gotta say Tyson. Um, I don't know, you know. I mean, as far as you know, where his career has gone and stuff like that, it's actually funny, man. Like, uh, you know, a funny little story about him. Um, what was it? I mean, growing up, we were just a huge, you know, my dad and I, huge, huge fans of just you know, his intensity, just, you know, knocking people out, that sort of thing, and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so, like, you know, Greg, uh, the singer from Dillinger, and I were, you know, huge boxing fans, and uh, we're like, you know, he li- he used to live in Baltimore, and he was like, look, man, like, Tyson's going to fight, um, you know, uh, who was the guy from uh, from Ireland? Last fight, uh, Kevin McBride. He's like, oh, look, Tyson's going to fight McBride, and it's going to be, you know, in Washington at, you know, whatever the arena is. I forget. But um, he's like, we should go. So we went and, uh, you know, we had like like really bad seats. And then we just like snuck down, you know, to like really good seats. Actually got, you know, got uh, got seats. Had a good view of everything. And literally like we were like the only white dudes there. And when Tyson, like, didn't show for, like, the next round, people were pissed. Oh, man, it was crazy. It was, like, really scary. Like, kids were just, like, people were just, like, Carter and, like, ready to brawl. Like, right, I'm like, we're out of here. See ya. Like, let's get out of there as fast as possible. And, uh, I don't know. And then, like, that that night, that's, like, when he, you know, he, like, had that whole press conference and stuff, man. It was just really, really surreal. It's like, wow, I can't believe that dude didn't, like, even get up, like, for the bell. Like, have him sit around. And this anyway, is the so guy that's, like, you my last memory of that. And this is the guy you want to have come out to your song. Nice. Yeah. Maybe he won't come out. You know, just play the song. <laughs> He'll just play the whole just song. just play the song. Yeah, that'll be it. That'll be good. You can come that'll out and play the awesome. instead. So, <laughs> as a Jersey guy and a boxing fan, were, were you a big Arturo Gotti guy? You know what? I sort of kind of was, but not. I mean, I just liked the, his fights because yeah. they were brawls. Well, it's, he's a heavy um, metal fighter. I mean, you could just put a heavy metal soundtrack between him and Irish Mickey Ward and, and let him go for a while. <laughs> yeah, you know, like rolling out the Slayer tunes. Yeah, exactly. Pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, those guys are brutal. I mean, you know, I, I think it's boxing. It's so weird right now, man, you know? Like with like Mayweather and then like you can't nobody can pin down like what's going on with Pacquiao and all that stuff. It's kind of disappointing. Yeah, no, the boxing game's kind of lost. I think it's lost a lot of steam to the to the MMA. You know, that's kind yeah. of become the thing that everybody wants to see, and it has the marquee fights. And and boxing's just trying yeah. to find its way. Yeah, yeah, huge disappointment, man. Yeah, you never know. It'll it'll be it'll be uh, nostalgic to be into boxing in like ten years, and maybe they'll come back. They'll, they could put some people in front and to run it that know what they're doing. But you know, if you want to see boxing, just go yeah. to a hockey game. Come on, there's a fight at least at every game. <laughs> true, <laughs> true fighting. This is definitely true. Come definitely on, true. So what uh, what's coming up for Coheed? Uh, right now we got a little bit of downtime, and uh, we're just getting ready to head out in October. We're gonna do. Uh, 
you know, another stateside run, uh, which will be uh, three weeks, uh, hitting a lot of the Midwest and out, I think, to the West Coast. Uh, a lot of, you know, like second and third, um, you know, so like tertiary markets, like different markets. Um, tertiary, sorry, third, third, you know, third markets that we haven't hit yet. And um, and then after that, we're actually heading over to uh, Europe to hit with uh, the Deftones, which will be really good. I'm excited for that. And we did like a bunch of festivals with them over the uh, the summer. And uh, really nice guys. I've always like been a fan of the band. And um, you know, we get to spend a couple weeks, and then we're home for the holidays, which will be awesome. great. And then tell us a little bit about uh, you've got the side project, Return to Earth. Give us a little background on that, real quick. Okay, uh, so yeah, when you know, whenever Coheed has downtime or you know when we're on the road, um, I have a, a side project um, that I do with a, you know a couple of friends of mine that I've known you know throughout the years, and uh, and basically what the, what the band is is um, it's you know I'm not gonna label it. it's just you know it's a, a very it's a combination of a lot of different styles you know uh, you know influenced by bands like you know whatever man like you know bands like slayer faith and more that sort of nine inch nails and and that sort of thing and uh and you know we kind of combine all that into you know one nice little package which is the band and um you know we uh just put out this record which is out on metal Blade called automata and um you know we're uh we're kind of looking to get a few things together we're actually rehearsing tonight uh, getting the band together and rehearsing tonight, working on some, you know, uh, some of these tunes and, uh, you're going to try and get out. I think the next time Kobe has a little bit of downtime, maybe try and get out there and do some stuff. And, uh, you know, basically, you know, what it is is like a great outlet and it's a great, you know, sharing of, you know, uh, you know, between the three of us, Ronnie, the singer, Brett, the guitar player and myself, it's just a great creative outlet, you know, for us to, you know, kind of express ourselves. And, you know, you know, for me, it's, I'm always writing, always working on stuff. And, uh, you know, that this is, this is one of the, you know, many, many, uh, projects and, and things and so forth that are, that are going on. And, you know, we're really happy about it. Really, really happy to, to have it coming out, you know? So, yeah. You talked about touring, you're going on tour now, and you'd like to do something with a return to Earth. To me, it seems one of the cool things about being a musician is you get to play in a lot of great venues. Sometimes, you know, that they're athletic venues. You know, you play in either an arena that a hockey or basketball team plays in, or if you're lucky enough, you play in an outdoor stadium. What What's the coolest yeah. athletic place that you've played where you've just walked in and said, hey, I can't believe I'm playing here? I would think Madison Square Garden, easily. Um, you know, I mean my parents went and saw like Led Zeppelin like three times there, you know, and you know, the stones and, and, and all that. And then, you know, for me growing up, I went to tons of Ranger games and Ranger fan, unfortunately. Yes. Um, Hey, they're going to be good. But, this um, year. What's that? They're going to be good this year. You think so? Yeah. They, they added some good stuff in the off season, so they're going to be much better than people think. I believe it when I see it. <laughs> Dr. Doom here. Uh, typical <laughs> typical blue seat fan right there yeah so anyway back to your back to you loving madison square garden yeah yeah you know uh just you know we played there with, with slipknot you know and then and then the year before i played there with lincoln park so you know a lot of obviously a lot of history i mean you know ranger games and then you know Knicks games 
you know, seeing, seeing Patrick Ewing, that sort of thing growing up. And, uh, you know, walking in there before playing and just kind of looking around, like standing on the floor and seeing all the jersey and just kind of getting that, like, perspective from the floor. Actually, the funny thing is, is that, uh, well, what night was it? I think it might have been the Slipknot night. The night before LeBron scored, what was it, that night that LeBron scored like 55 or something like that against the Knicks. Um, that was like the night before, so it was cool to like just kind of walk in and be like, you know, wow, that's pretty cool, you know, all the all the history. And then, you know, to hear my parents, you know, they came to both shows and, you know, they're very, very proud, you know, very, very proud of, uh, you know, what, the, the whole journey and, you know, everything that's kind of happened, you know, um, you know, mus- musically and, and what's, you know, what I've worked for and, and, you know, seeing that kind of come to, to life, you know, I think they've always kind of understood it, but they've all also at the same time, it's hard to, you know, for them to get perspective because they're always, you know, I was always like playing in the basement and then just, you know, constantly annoying them. And, you know, Dillinger was always practicing down there, you know, like just, you know, they'd be like, oh, you gotta like stop playing, like you're annoying everybody and the cops are showing up like every other day, that sort of thing. And, um, you know, it's pretty cool, you know, for them to like come to a show like this, you know, like that, like at, you know, at the garden and just kind of be able to just kind of relax in a seat, not get like, you know, pummeled by some dude that like is coming, you know, flying out of the pit and, um, and just kind of relax and just watch the show from that perspective. So, uh, so which you know, did they? So which really did they? En- so which did they enjoy more? Led Zeppelin at the Garden or Coheed and Cambry at the Garden? Uh, I've never asked them that. I'm really, really, really curious as to what they say. What do you think? I know my dad would just. My dad would be like Coheed, <laughs> Coheed all the way. Like my dad's so proud. Like he's so proud. He'll always just be like, you know, he goes around and he'll be like, Hey, do you know Coheed and Cambria? Do you know Coheed and Cambria? Like, to, like, like 60-year-old, like, ladies, like, or, like, you know, like, just random people, and they'll be like, I've never heard of him, and he'll be like, oh, you should listen to him, or if they say, yeah, he'll be like, oh, my son's the drummer, he's just, like, so, so in the mode of, like, you know, I'm the proud father, and really, really, you know, like, really, really, he's just happy, you know, he's happy, he's, like, really proud, he always gets, like, all choked up, and when we talk on the phone, I love you, man. (laughs) You know, all this fun stuff, but he's always been, you know, he's always been there. Really great. Like really supportive, like since the start. So awesome. Thankful for that. Cool. So the new Coheed and Cambia record year of the black rainbow, which is one of my all time favorites. Of course, well, any Coheed record is, but this one is phenomenal. You could of course hear Mr. Chris Penny on that return to earth, automata, all the old Dillinger stuff. Uh, where else can they, if people want to check out your stuff, where else can they go? Uh, you can go on to, you know, the website, return to earth music.com. Check out, you know, the band, if you don't, you know, have the record yet. Um, you can also check out another website of ours, which is called, uh, fight mannequins. This is a little, uh, offshoot of return to earth, uh, thing that Brett and I have been working on. And that's like a lot of scoring, uh, you know, orchestral type of stuff that we've been working on lately. Um, so you can go on, on flightmannequinsmusic.com and check out that. Um, and, uh, I don't know, you know, and anything else, I mean, there's, you know, a couple, couple sessions, other, other things that I've done, but you know, those are the main things. I would, I would definitely check those out. Is there not a chrispenny.com? 
No, definitely not. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I will be buy, I will be buying that that website later today. Where Where did the fight mannequin's name come from? Oh, <clears throat> uh, you know it's funny. Like um, we were driving actually when Kohi was recording uh, the record, we took a little break, and um, we were driving out to the desert, which uh, uh, Pete, the guy Pete, who's uh you know part of Black Sheep, which is uh, Kohi's management. Um, he, uh, was basically look like, you know, guys, we're going to you know have the day off. We're going to take like a break. I think it was actually for Thanksgiving. Um, and he's like, we're just going to go out to the desert and just kind of hang out. So it was like Claude, Travis, myself and Pete. And we're driving out there. And, um, I saw this like billboard that had like this. I don't know what it was, man, but it was like two mannequins and they had them posed in a fighting stance, like a rock'em, sock'em robot type of thing. And I was like, wow, okay, like fight mannequins. Like that's kind of weird. I don't know. This name just stuck, you know, it stuck with me. And, and, uh, I don't know. I, it just, you know, it's kind of, became, you know, become what it is. And I don't know. I've seen that I, billboard. I it, it's, I think it says fight com or something weird like that. Oh, there's an actual thing about it, huh? It's something. I'm not sure what it is, but and I, I don't even know what it was. Mannequinism or something. Oh, now see, now you've piqued my interest. Next time I drive out there, I'll, I'll make a note of that <laughs> and I'll, I'll look it up and I'll tell you what it is. Yeah, I'm curious because like uh, I just saw that billboard and I was like, wow, that is that is kind of interesting. What in the world is that? I'll do you my know? I'll do my research. I'll let you know. So just so you know, so there won't be any legal problems with your name. Ooh, <laughs> we'll figure it out though. Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay. All right, dude. Well, All thank right. you so much for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. That's and, uh, awesome. Uh, go Giants, right? No. No. Look at this. I hope so. Go Yankees. Can I say that? No. You yeah, definitely, definitely go both of them. But oh, it's okay. just like, come on, man. Come right. on, dude. Get out of get out of your get, get out of your you, You've won a, You've won a, You've won a Super Bowl and a million championships. Don't complain. Back to back, Super Bowl, oh, not yeah, exactly. World Series, back to back. Crazy. See, that's what happens, you know. Ah, Super Bowl, well, I should win this every year. I know you people. You get all uh, anyway. Well, nonetheless, it could thank- be worse. Yeah, it could <laughs> be worse. I could be like a Cubs fan and uh, like a St. Louis. Yeah, Rams you think fan or exactly, like or an LA Kings fan. So let's God. not go. Let's not go there. <laughs> all right, dude. <laughs> Thanks again so much. We really appreciate it. All right, guys. Take I'm care. At- Have a good night. Thanks, dude. Right. See you. See ya. We just heard from Chris Penny, the drummer from Kohe. That was a pretty pretty interesting interview. He's definitely definitely a sports guy. He is, and, and the part well, two parts that I found most interesting. One was him talking a little bit about the athletic part of being a drummer. You know, everybody thinks you go into a rock and roll band, so you don't have to work out, so you don't have to have a job, so you don't have to do anything except party and play music. And there he is talking about you know weight balls and building his core. And you know, obviously, metal music today is very different from back in the day. It's a business now, and and for the most part, guys really take care of themselves to to make the best music possible. It's as competitive as professional sports that way. Yeah, you know, you look at a band like Iron Maiden, for example. I mean, those guys are in their fifties and. Bruce Dickinson is probably in the best shape he's ever been in. And I think most of the time bands, because it's such a physical toll taken, just running around, you know, for an hour and a half, you know, you do have to you're not necessarily be an athlete, but you, you have to be in better shape now than I think you, people think you used to be. 
Oh, yeah, when you could just stand there and strum your guitar for a while, let your hair fly around, you know, never had to move. Uh, but now, again, you know, everything's so competitive and everything's taken to such a level. You have to be you have to be that much better than everybody else. So if you can get that little bit of an edge, be a little faster on your drums or, or whatever it might be, you know, be able to move around the stage a little bit more by putting a little time in when you're off tour, keeping that bass that you get. I mean, obviously, the best exercise of all is being on tour and being up on stage under those lights and sweat and everything else but during that time when you're not on tour when you're able to keep that that base down i i think that's very cool i was very annoyed by the fact that he's a yankee and a giant fan and he's complaining about how well they're doing when how badly they're doing especially the yankees like come on man they're in first place all the time you know best closer in the history of baseball and this is killing me because i'm a red sox fan and i had to listen to all that so well, you're uh, even worse so we won't even get into that no we don't need to get into that but yeah no it's amazing and i live in new york and you know, that's all you ever hear is, is the New York teams and woe is them. And, you know, they're always competitive. You know, try going to another part of the country where your teams are good maybe once every 10 years. You look at it Cincinnati, they're good this year. When's the last time they were good in baseball? What, the big red machine? Hey, even though my probably my favorite hockey team is the Penguins, I do live in L.A. and I'm a big Kings fan. Of course, 40 years of nothing. So don't get me started. You know, I noticed that we played back-to-back Six Feet Under songs. Why? What was what was up with that? That's all your fault, I think. Yeah, it's not all my fault. We agreed on this. But Did we? I don't, yeah. I don't remember agreeing on that. Uh, again, you know, you listen to all those songs and even even the uh, the charred walls. I mean, great, great backfill. You know, the drums there are just they're unbelievable, and you know, it's an homage. To Chris, I think. Yeah, Mr. Barnes, another another guy uh, from Buffalo. Everybody's from Buffalo. What's up with that, man? It's a it's a place that breeds or dis- people people dis- just want discontent, <laughs> anger. No, Buffalo's a great place. I love going. And to people Buffalo. want to run it, out of it. It's kind of been reborn. You know, you think about all those Rust Belt cities. Pittsburgh. We've talked in the past about Pittsburgh and how you hear a lot of metal there. It's another Rust Belt city. All those cities are re- reinventing themselves. Pittsburgh's a great. I think it's a great study in what you can do with a major metropolis you know they've totally gone from being a steel city to a university city there's a lot of uh computer there and, and some other stuff so you know it's really interesting what what you can do with a city to redefine itself but you know they're still rust belt cities there's a lot of snow and and everything else so i think that might have something to do with it so um you know we haven't talked at all about uh kind of nhl.com and what you're doing over there i find it kind of fascinating that whole i mean look the internet is uh taking over the world so what like what's a day daily task or daily stuff you do over there uh, at uh, the lovely nhl.com we document all there is to document in hockey and and that's a bold mission statement but that's what we try and do and and for myself personally you know i I do some writing and and i do a lot of long-term planning our our calendar our nhl calendar now is is 24 7 almost a full year round you know uh our season ends in june obviously with the stanley cup and then we have the draft and this summer we traveled with the stanley cup which is an amazing thing to be able to do i don't know if all the fans out there know but in hockey when you win the championship you win the stanley cup and a very quaint tradition that we have is we give the stanley cup to each winning player to spend 24 hours with to do whatever they want within reason most guys have (laughs) within reason within reason and, and it's gotten tighter as the years have gone on so but there's still plenty of opportunities for fun if you go back and read some of the stuff that happened this year you'll see that but uh you know guys take it to hospitals they do a lot of nice things with it and then most of them have parties with their family and friends and and it's just really wonderful 
the the Stanley Cup is a bigger star than any of our players. It, oh, yeah. it, it's amazing. The power of the cup is just the to be around it is it's unbelievable. It, it's it's bigger than any rock star. It, it, the things that it brings out in people is just amazing. But so we plan all year, you know, and then the season starts again in in September with training camps, and we go to Europe to start our season every year, and then you have all star games and everything else that goes on. So it's a lot of planning. That's my answer. So there's two medal related rumors that I need you to, to either clear up, deny, or no comment on. You can do one of the three. The first one is that the guy who handles the Stanley Cup, the curator of the Stanley Cup, I forget what his name is. He's supposed to be a big metalhead. Mike Bolt. Yes, I you think know that's him today. There, there's three guys that handle a cup, and Mike is. is I think it's the sandy blonde hair guy or yeah, something. Yeah. He's the main guy, right? Yeah, he's usually with the cup when it's going out because he can hang with those guys. Um, Mike, Mike's a great guy. I did not. We're we're somewhat friendly. I did not know he's a big metalhead. He's that's from Toronto, so you know maybe some Dream Theater or something like that. I'm not sure, but next time I see him, I'm going to have to ask him. Maybe we'll have him on. He'll tell some cup stories. You should. I've I've heard that, and somebody told me that 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 uh, that I can have my little moment with the Stanley Cup because he's a big metalhead. Oh, that, that, maybe he'll bring it to Metal Blade Records here, wow. and you guys can all party with it. That would be <laughs> that would be insane. Uh, see, now you've completely thrown me off track. So the other one, and I'm sure that you can that you will not be able to. Uh, Make sure you not you you will not be able to validate this, but uh, when Dallas won the Stanley Cup, as we all know, Vinnie Paul and is a huge hockey fan, uh, and they had a massive party at Vinnie and Dime's house, and allegedly the Stanley Cup was thrown from a second or third story window into the pool where it was dented. I do not know. I cannot validate that story. You've heard those from every team. The Rangers supposedly did that when they won in '94. Uh, the cup came back a little askew, mm-hmm. and and like I said, it's been it's been uh, so that, dialed down a bit in the last couple of years. You still get to do what you want, but the cup is no longer put in dangerous positions. Um, <laughs> the cup is no longer put in dangerous positions. Like but uh, no, and and you know. For sure, that those guys were huge and are huge Dallas Stars fans. They did the intro music for the Stars. Um, you know, I remember in 2000 seeing them after one game. They played the Devils and they lost in Game Six, which was one of the great hockey games probably ever played. You know, they played triple overtime in Game Five just to get to Game Six, and then they played double overtime in Game Six, and the and the Devils won in Dallas. But I forget what game it was in that series. Those guys were in the locker room and and just you know you're there for me. That's the biggest event ever, the Stanley. Cup and, and as a guy that's a huge hockey fan, every time you're at a Stanley Cup final game, you're like, wow, did I really step in it? This is what I get to do for a living. And then you make the corner, you're like, I can't believe I'm going to go in the locker room and talk to these guys about a huge game. And there's Vinnie Paul standing there, and you're like, what was I supposed to do? Like, you don't <laughs> even know anymore. Like it, it, it was like the best of both worlds. It would have been much better, obviously, you know, if Dallas had won the whole thing and, and then to see that reaction. Um, but it, it was still a pretty cool, pretty cool trick well we'll definitely get video on here too he's a he's a great guy and a huge hockey fan like i mentioned it's funny because I, I remember going to a stars game and i had no idea they did the intro and i was just there kind of trying, i was there to see a band and just you know the stars are playing next night so i'm like hey i'll go see the stars so I went to the game and i'm listening to it i'm going holy cow this is pantera and uh, so I, I texted Vinny. And I said, are you here? And he's like, yes. Yeah. So I went over and saw him, talked to him. I said, I didn't know you guys did the intro. I was like, oh, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. It's sort of hysterical. So. And now if, awesome. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Al Jorgensen 
from ministry mm-hmm. did the theme for the Blackhawks at one point. Did he really? You yeah. know, I know Al really well. I have to ask him about that. Yeah. He's a huge hockey fan, too. He is. Huge he, hockey fan. Yeah, he had season tickets to the Blackhawks yep. for years, even when he was living in, in Dallas. Yep. Not in Dallas, but in Texas. Yep. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I've heard from somebody that, at least for a while, they were using a song that he wrote. Oh, maybe it was like a, a ministry song. I have to check an, that as out. As an intro. I thought he did something special. It might have been a ministry song, but it wasn't Chelsea Daggers. And if I ever hear that again after covering the Stanley Cup Finals this year, <laughs> again, for those of you who don't know, Chicago plays that every time they score a goal, and they scored a lot of goals this year. So you heard it a lot, and it is not one of my favorite songs. <laughs> Just because of the repetition? Uh, both. All it's of the, not all one of, of my favorite above. songs anyways. And then after you hear it about 72 times in the course of two rounds of the playoffs, you don't ever want to hear it again. Sean Rourke, where can they find your great work? I don't know about great work, but they can find my work <laughs> at NHL.com. I'm Brian Slagle from Metal Blade Records and go to metalblade.com to hear all the good stuff that we've got going on. We'll talk to you guys next month.